Hello. I'm going to have a couple of spiritual reasons earlier on. And I'm going to be brave tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to try it for a point. No. I was born BC. Before computers. <laughs> uh, so I might be sad with it and forget it. But I mean, it's a privilege to be speaking to you, and I thank you here for the invitation. I want you to hang a wee picture in your mind before we come to the Word. And I hope it will help you put the Word in it. Many Christians today, you know, have a faith. Well, it's a station under faith. When you're having a good day, you're up the ladder. And then something goes boom. And you get in the snake. Or in the tube. Girls say it was a yo-yo faith, you know. But the conflict, you know, is between flesh and spirit. All the conflict, you know. And the, the thing is, you know, interesting is that Satan is portrayed as a serpent or a snake. And the ladder that takes you to heaven, Jacob saw the ladder, the good thing about it is that it came down from heaven to take you up to heaven, you know. So when I live on the top of the ladder, I'll be doing the tube at the bottom of the snake. And that depends on who we're listening to. We'll come to that later on, you see. But in terms of the context between flesh and spirit, says that he that is mindful of the flesh is death. But he that is mindful of the spirit is life and peace. I'm going to read a wee verse from Ephesians 2. I'm starting at verse 1. Now think about the snakes and ladders illustration as all the spirit speaks here. And you, you know the Bible speaks to you. It's personal, it's a living word. Not a history book. Yeah. Jesus said, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know, I used to tell the kids, I used to put it in an envelope. He said, I've got a letter from you. From God. Yeah. So here we are. You, as he quickened, we were dead in trespasses and sins. When in time passed, you walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our own conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, God always makes a difference, isn't it? But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love within he loved us even when we were dead in sins has quickened us together with Christ by grace you have saved and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus 
For by grace are you saved through faith. Not know of yourself. It is the gift of God. And we'll leave that one there. The moment. There you are. And one of the reasons we get down this night is we listen to the wrong voice. The Bible says Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And the biggest lie he comes to, or the biggest guilt trip he puts you on is, got you. I can put you down the tube in a minute. Couldn't I? You got to be praying more. You see, I. You got to be more holy. You ought to be more zealous. Aye. Now we all know what we ought to be. So how do we combat that condemnation that we so easily embrace and somebody puts a negative away? Well, it's very simple, you know. We just need to listen to Paul. Paul says, reckon yourself dead to sin no matter what Satan says you see, it's under blood when God deals with your sin it's forgotten brilliant there was a wee prophet came in he did prophetic words you know and one fellow didn't like his word he said I don't believe you're a prophet he says in fact I'm not going to believe it unless you can tell me what the last sin I confessed and the wee prophet said okay I'll ask God and he came back and said God didn't remember <laughs> Your sins are buried in the deep of sea. Removed as far as east and west. And forgotten when Satan comes, you say, Satan, they're under the blood. That's the old story. I get it. Suppose he's wrecking yourself dead to sin. Let not sin rule in your mortal body. Now the reality is in Christ, I don't need sin. I am set free from the law of sin and death. I have no devil to say no. And God also says, there's no temptation taking you that there's no way of escape. And then there's a wee carry in case you think I'm perfect. If you sin, we have an advocate. And his blood cleanses us, restores us, justifies us, and sets us back on the road. Letting yourself, let not sin reign in your mortal body, for to be carnally minded is death. Deal with the accuser once and for all. My sins are washed away, my nailed to the cross, they're covered with the blood, I am free in Christ Jesus. In Christ, who strengthens you, you can do all things. Says Philippians 4 Reckoning is simply accepting what we believe. The biggest weakness in the Christian church today is unbelieving believers. If we all believe, <laughs> it's just a cognitive belief dear to you. But we're rationalists. Oh, that was me for that. That was me for our day. That was for that day. Oh, the Holy Spirit got redundant after the apostles died. Hmm? We need to accept the word as the word. Let God be true and every man a liar. God has said, 
But that's enough for me. So we need to learn to be what we are. What we say we are. Yeah? Let me encourage you. It is God who's at work in you. Yeah? It is God who's at work in you. He began a good work in you and he will perform it and finish it. He has ordained you. Yeah? I was trying to get my folks to witness one day. So I made them all the dog collar. And I said, you're all ordained to be as witnesses. No such thing as full-time or part-time. You're in or you're out. Eh? It's God who's working you, and he's ordained good works for you to do. No, witnesses, you, this will bless you. You don't need to go to Booth the Kings anymore. You are a fragrance unto him. It says to the unbeliever, you're a fragrance of death. You know what that is? Because your righteousness highlights their unrighteousness. And I was working, you know, on the tools a long time ago, and they, they used to get annoyed with me. The apprentice went out with the engineer, and the engineer was a rogue. The first thing they did was say, we'll see that they could steal. <laughs> and they, they would, they would they dock the time sheets. And they would sit for the, the affairs. And if you didn't, which I didn't, they weren't annoyed that I was getting skinned. <laughs> they were annoyed that I was showing them up. Sin is highlighted in the company of righteousness. That's why the, the world backlashes against you. Yeah. Fair words, that's good as was you're a fragrance of death to the unbeliever. But you're a fragrance of life to the believer. You're a fragrance of life to the saints. Yeah? So smell nice. Here's a wee squirt. Yeah? Don't shine. Not only that, it says, you shine as lights or as stars. So when you go home tonight, stick a wee star in your bedroom door. That's where the stars live. God says, you're a star. Because he has made you a spectacle of his goodness. And that's what you intended to be. Why did he take the weak things and not the strong? He took the weak things to confound them. So they would say, goodness me, that's no aim. It must be God. And he spit you up and made you a spectacle of his goodness and his grace and his love. And you're on show. You're on display. That's what it means when it says, you are my witness. You don't even need to open your mouth. You're a witness. People read you. Paul says you're an epistle. Known the of all men. <laughs> they read your life. And then I say, if that's Christianity, you can keep it. Or they say like they did at Solomon's court. Oh, what they have. I want it. You shame me, like, because why? You're a child of God. John 1 12, to as many as receive him, to them he gives the power to become a child of God. Can you believe it? Yeah. My daughter was growing up, you know, one day. She would want some, I said, I'm not going to go to the bank. 
peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they made that out of the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of us. And if Christ be in you, the body is there because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, make alive your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. Therefore, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Now, we're not talking here about keeping your salvation or losing your salvation. We're talking about you enjoying the fullness of the victory of Christ and your walk. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons or daughters of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And the children and heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also People will fly by him. He that is mindful of the Spirit is life. That's where the victory is. Being led of the Spirit as a child of God. We either live mindful of the flesh, can't be minded, or we live mindful of the Spirit. Same Spirit of Christ, raised him to work in you. Ephesians 1.18 Knowing the exceeding greatness of his power to us, we believe according to his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised from the dead. Same spirit working you. So then what is our inheritance? Well Paul says we inherit the promises. And what's the promise? Jesus said, it's expedient for you that I go, for if I don't go, the Spirit will not come. And if I go, I will pray the Father, that you might send the promise of the Father on you. Our inheritance is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Who transforms you, remakes you, empowers you, guides you, teaches you, leads you into all truth. By his spirit. And the promise of the Father is the Holy Spirit in you. He said, I'll not leave you comfortless, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Don't worry about that, Satan's getting annoyed. <laughs> John the Baptist says, When Jesus comes, after me, I baptize with water, but he shall baptize you 
with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Do you want more zeal? You want me in fire? <laughs> Just get baptized in the Holy Ghost. If you be evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father give the Holy Spirit to then ask? Don't settle for the snakes.